morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome, welcome to Tuesday, the 14th day of September 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yo. Let's set the table for your Tuesday show. We've got Streaming Dumbass happening on the program today. We also have a chance to, I don't know, maybe enjoy some Gojira over the course of the program today. Gojira. We also have a chance for you to maybe, if you've qualified for Metallica, we're going to do that grand prize drawing today. Come hell or high water, Big J. I don't know. I'm letting you, uh, although I did this. put it off till I can just take it home. I did do this yesterday around this time, but I mean it today. We have to draw that I thought you were going to get all the winter stuff together. I did, and I gave it to you. (laughs) Remember that file yesterday? After the show. That's correct. Uh, and so uh, that's an opportunity for that to happen for you. And then, of course, we also are going to make sure that you know what went on in week number one in the morning after fantasy football league. Week number one of the NFLs in the books will tell you how the season kicked off for Big J and myself and all the other teams in the league. We'll give you a quick recap of that coming up this morning in the 7 o'clock hour. So we're going to stay busy. And, of course, we're going to get solid amazing, integral commentary from Radio's Big J today, right? About what? No pressure. About the world goings-ons. Oh, yeah. About things happening in the Big J life. Hot takes that you can give the good people of the Treasure Valley that they're not going to get anywhere else. Right? Count on it. Just like that. And so that is the bar that we have set for ourselves today. Will we clear it like a high jumper, Big J? Or are we just going to run up to it and then just decide, you know what, not worth the effort? We're going to do both. Yeah, you're probably right. Several (laughs) times over the course of the show today. So uh, let's get started with some music, shall we, everybody? We will start things off with some Sublime for you. It's Santeria here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by Big J. The Advocates. The Advocates injury attorneys, to be specific. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. As I'm sure everybody around here is well aware, and if not, I don't know, maybe you're living under a rock or you're just choosing to ignore the obvious, but uh, we continue to see a rise in positive cases in the coronavirus here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, Deaths are up as well. ICUs are almost entirely full across the entire state. And so with that, you're going to see some changes around here, and Walmart is working with some local health officials to fight the pandemic. The retail giant announced that In support of that effort, they are going to temporarily close one of their stores, the one on North 10 Mile Road in Meridian. Uh, It closed at 2 p.m. yesterday afternoon, and it's going to reopen to customers at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. During the closure, a third party is going to come in and completely sanitize the store. It will also allow associates more time to restock shelves and prepare the store to serve the community when it reopens. Walmart said this is part of a company-initiated program. Since their role in community is considered essential, they have enacted several initiatives to keep associates and customers safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. And so this is why if you've driven by the Walmart and you went by yesterday and you're like, what the hell, it's closed? What? What? This is what's going on. They're just basically doing like a deep clean. Now, I know it's a good thing, but like this is also the Walmart that I go to on a regular basis. And... You know, my germaphobe ass goes, all right, well, does that mean the door, the store was filthy before? Yes. Because I was kind of under the impression that they were sanitizing it all the time, right? Well, probably not to this uh, extreme. Of course not. Of course not. But I'm just saying, like, uh, why pick this one? Was I, was I shopping in a filthy store? Well, maybe this is the first of all of them. Uh, well, it's not. Uh, it's not the first of all of them. It is It is one of those things that they've been doing periodically. It's just probably the busiest and largest so far. But, and they also don't, uh, this is the first one that they've closed for more than 24 hours is the other side of it. Uh, but it is one of those deals where I'm sure it was, God, I hope it was fine. And now <laughs> it'll be very clean tomorrow and maybe restock. Because that's one of the things I noticed about that Walmart is it's picked over pretty good. So maybe that will help things. Uh, and I'm not just talking about the usual water and toilet paper and that kind of stuff. That's yeah. actually fine. It's the other stuff that it's like, really? You're out of this? Okay. I know. You're probably down the beer aisle. Uh, no. Oh, good beer. No. It's clean. No. Uh, I go right to the oh, liquor store shanty. now. Right to the liquor store. What? And just drink the hard stuff. The Vegas Raiders defeated the Baltimore Ravens 33-27 in overtime last night. Uh, the first Monday night football game of the season. It was a back-and-forth affair that it looked like the Raiders couldn't wait to give away. And then the Ravens couldn't wait to give away. 
Derek Carr appeared to have won it with a 33-yard touchdown pass to Brian Edwards in overtime, but they called him down at the one-yard line, and then the Raiders just went backwards, and then uh, Derek Carr threw a terrible interception in the end zone, and then you're like, all right, the Ravens are going to march down the field and win. The, but The, the Raiders the- did what the Raiders do right there in that spot. What you would expect them to do, right. they did. Right. Uh, but then the Ravens went ahead and fumbled the ball away. Uh, Lamar Jackson did on a sack by Carl Nassib, and basically the Raiders were like, let's just uh, go ahead and uh, try to kick a field goal, and then they screwed that up, and then they they threw basically essentially on an all-out blitz a wide-open touchdown pass, 31 yards to Zay Jones for the win in overtime, and that was it. So, boom. Uh, but impressive uh, comeback win by the Raiders, who looked they were like they were... At times, like, they didn't know what football was, if we're being perfectly honest. And then they rallied to tie the game three separate times in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things, but essentially uh, two of his fumbles led to his team's downfall. And so he's got to hold on to that ball, Big J. And we'll see what ends up happening. But good job by the Raiders to kick off the season with a victory. Congratulations to them. Well, the Ryan Fitzpatrick era in the Washington football team did not last long, and he was put on IR after he suffered a hip injury in the second quarter of Sunday's loss to the Chargers. Ron Rivera said Fitzpatrick will see more doctors to determine the severity of the injury and exactly how long he'll be out, but he's got to be on IR for at least three weeks, but ESPN says probably six to eight if we're being you know honest. Tyler Henneke uh, replaced Fitzpatrick on Sunday. He apparently will start Thursday's game against the Giants. I don't know why the Redskins are so, you know, not willing to bring in another quarterback, but they haven't, like, since this whole thing started, and it's very strange to me. Also, it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, and and everybody always be like, oh, hey, guess who's available for Ron Rivera? Cam Newton. It's very clear he hates Cam Newton. Well, even the last couple years when they were in in Carolina together, he, you know, he, he really wasn't that big of a fan of what he was doing so i've never really understood why they expect that he's practically the one that let him go yeah yeah for sure i don't expect that to happen but you know there's other quarterbacks out there but i also have this i've had this weird suspicion that the the washington football team are are gunning for a new quarterback and i feel like they're going to just tank this season and try to get a good draft pick uh so that because i mean listen they don't have an answer quarterback period well they're in the right division that's for sure uh, they can have the ability to be very terrible if they really, really want to. Cool news in the rock world. Ozzy Osbourne is releasing a new version of the song Hellraiser from his 1991 album No More Tears. The updated interpretation of the track features the first ever official version of the song with a mashup of vocals from Ozzy and the song's late co-writer and longtime friend Lemmy from Motorhead. The expanded digital deluxe edition of No More Tears will be released this Friday. Motorhead recorded their own version of Hellraiser and released a single from their 1992 March or Die album. So basically what they've done is they've remastered those vocals from Lemmy, added them to the original master from the song Hellraiser, and so they put it all together, kind of mashed it up. So it's not like they were ever in a studio together and recorded the song. It's two separate recordings that they put together as a special kind of remix of this song for the album, but also still very cool in my opinion. Yeah. Hellraiser was one of four songs on the album No More Tears that Lemmy co-wrote. The others are Mama, I'm Coming Home, Desire, and I Don't Want to Change the World. So that's a little bit of rock knowledge for you. Lemmy and Ozzy collaborated pretty well on that particular album back in 1991. And now the deluxe edition is coming out on Friday. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. To the old, we're digging deep into the depths of Netflix. It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single Tuesday, we find three movies that maybe, just maybe, and listen, I'm not always good at this, but uh, maybe Big J hasn't come in contact with in his personal professional life, and we strip away the stars, the studio that brought you the director of BS, and we're left with just something called a plot description from that streaming network, and based only on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and then review for you in a 24-hour period. These are the parameters of streaming dumbass. Do you accept them, Big J? I do. Movie number one. While flying to his father's funeral in rural Appalachia, an intense storm causes Marquise to lose control of the plane carrying himself and his family. He soon awakens wounded, alone, and trapped when a woman claims she can nurse him back to health, but... He finds out soon he's unable to call for help, so Marquise desperately tries to break free and save his family in the process. Movie number two. Hmm. Joel, along with the rest of humanity, has been living underground ever since giant creatures took control of the land. You've been there. 
You know I'm going with this one, right? After reconnecting over the radio with his high school girlfriend, Amy, who's now 80 miles away at a coastal colony, Joel begins to fall for her again. As Joel realizes that there's nothing left for him underground, he decides to venture out to Amy despite all the dangers that stand in his way. And movie number three. In the not-too-distant future, Todd discovers a mysterious girl who crash lands on his planet where all the women have disappeared and all the men are affected by something called the noise, which is a force that puts all their inner thoughts on display. In this dangerous landscape, Todd will have to discover his own inner power and unlock the planet's dark secrets in the process. Damn! Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, Big J? Listen, movie number one is out. Very uninteresting compared to these other two movies. Okay. Underground Society or uh, Amazon Woman. Well, I don't know if i put that's, it that way. That's how it is. So I'm going to go with number three, of course. Uh, okay. Uh, what happened? You were all in on number two. Yeah, but number <laughs> three is just... You've got talks of other planets and people reading thoughts. Uh, movie number one was called Spell. That stars Omari Hardwick and Loretta Devine. You passed on that. Movie number two is called Love and Monsters. That stars Dylan O'Brien and Jessica Hanwick. You passed on that. Yeah, thank God. Movie number three is called Chaos Walking. That stars little Tommy Holland and Daisy Ridley. Remember that movie that nobody saw? No. Uh, you don't remember the one with Spider-Man and, and, and Ray from Star Wars? No. You, we watched the preview together. It may remember you when you see the trailer. But uh, it's called Chaos Walking. It's available on Hulu. And that is the movie that you'll be watching this evening. If you want to play the home game, it is on Hulu streaming for you. Chaos Walking is the name of the movie. Chaos. You can check it out for yourself. Big J will let you know if it's worth his time or not right around this time tomorrow. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the advocates. The advocates injury attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J, the moon isn't just a wonderful, bright object made out of cheese up there in the sky. No, no. It's also something that does a lot of good things here on Earth, like, you know, affects the tides, all sorts of stuff. But also, did you know that it affects the way that you sleep, Big J? No, I didn't. Well, now you do. At least according to Uppsala University, they found that men's sleep is actually way more influenced by the lunar cycle than women's. They specifically found that during the moon's waxing period, which I don't have to tell you, is when an illuminated moon surface seen from Earth gradually increases, men showed lower sleep efficiency and increased time awake after sleep onset compared to during the moon's waning period, which would be the opposite, Big J, where, you know, the surface seen from the Earth gradually decreases. It's thought that one way the moon may impact sleep is to do with sunlight reflected by the moon around times when people usually go to bed. And a recent study suggests the male brain is a little bit more responsive to ambient light than the female brain is. For instance, it's more difficult for us to go to sleep in bright spots. Do you find that, Big J? Or when you're tired, you can go to sleep no matter what the light in the room around you is like? Yeah, I'll just go to sleep. Boom. Still, researchers say this study does not prove causation and additional research is needed. But if you're not getting as much sleep as you were earlier in the month or later in the month, then maybe... You should check that lunar cycle and go, you know what? It's out of my hands, man. The moon is controlling my sleep. It's a good excuse. Yeah. Listen, whatever it takes to take responsibility off your own shoulders, fantastic. Is it anxiety and depression that's causing you not to sleep? No, it's the moon. It's the moon. Damn moon. Stupid lunar cycle. Illuminating light that I don't even know is there. Keep me awake in the middle of the night. Curse you, moon man. San Francisco Giants became the first Major League Baseball team to clinch a playoff spot last night with a 9-1 win over the Padres. Giants are on an eight-game winning streak. They have the best record in baseball. They're 94-50 with 18 games left, guaranteeing them at least a wild card. It is the earliest the franchise has ever clinched a postseason berth. Speaking of postseason baseball, Big J, the Boise Hawks. You ever heard of them? Yeah, man. Uh, Well, they are in the middle of the Pioneer Baseball League Championship Series against the Missoula Paddleheads. And Missoula took game one at Allegiance Field Monday night, 8-2 the final score. Missoula jumped out to a 2-0 lead. The the Hawks came back and tied the game up, but then uh, the offense went dormant late in the game, and the Missoula scored six runs unanswered. And so, boom, that was it. So now it's Missoula v. Boise tomorrow night in game two of the series. Hawks need to win that in order to cause a rubber game for a winner-take-all scenario on Thursday. 
So watch out because they want to have a chance to win this championship series. You understand? Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. Of course, Missoula could sweep them right out of the playoffs, but I certainly hope that doesn't happen. But congratulations to the Hawks. They're going to fight for a championship uh, beginning tomorrow. Let's just pretend last night never happened. You got it? Okay. You and I sat here yesterday, and we watched the trailer for Marvel's new series, Hawkeye, uh, starring Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld as uh, Katie. The supporting cast that includes Vera Farjima, uh, Fra Fee, Tony Dalton, Darcy James, Aquila Cox as Maya Lopez. It's all set for Disney, and it will premiere on November 24th with a very Christmas theme, Big J, throughout the actual trailer. So a lot of people calling it Marvel's Die Hard. And, uh, and series. Uh, did you walk away impressed? Are you all in? Oh, man, it looks total fun. All right, there you go. Get ready. Uh, as it should usher in the other, another Avenger into the whole series. As uh, Haley looks like she's set to go for a bunch of different things, and it looks like I mean, at least it seemed like. I don't think I'm giving anything away, but I believe the Black Widow universe should weave into this movie somehow, or this TV series somehow too, as well, right? Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. Not, not Scarlett Johansson, though. No, no, no. Uh, rest in peace. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff update for the 7 o'clock hour. Big J on 100.3 The X rocks. All right, Big J, we are headed over to the UK for today's We're Going to Hell story. And I don't know if you've been over into the Bristol area of the United Kingdom in your life. But if you have, you may be familiar with a lot of places that kind of look like Magnetsfield, which is this uh, suburban kind of area where a lot of the houses are are close together. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, in the beginning of of the credits for for Full House, where like all the houses are right next to each other kind of a thing. Yeah. And there's not a lot of space in between. It's kind of got that particular look. And so you have to get creative sometimes when you want to have a nice little extra amenity in your backyard, a la a hot tub, Big J. Uh, it's not exactly easy to get a hot tub into that particular area because the houses are so close together. And so sometimes you have to employ the heavy equipment and heavy machinery to get it done, uh, like a crane to get it over the house and drop your brand new hot tub in your backyard. And that's exactly what a family was doing and they were uh, they had high contracted some people to come out and install their hot tub in their backyard that involved getting a crane up and lifting it up over their house and putting it into their backyard. And I'm sure, you know, there, that uh, there's some people in every neighborhood that are kind of like this. When something like this happens, it's not something that you see every day. And so the neighbors come out of the woodwork, right? Come out and take a look. What's going on? What's yeah, happening? Yeah. Look at this. There's a gigantic hot tub of levitating over a house and being put into a backyard. That must be real high society. But sometimes, Big J, it pays to mind your own damn business. <laughs> As, unfortunately, we have a story where somebody uh, just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. A neighbor in his 70s came out to watch a hot tub being lowered into his neighbor's backyard when, of course, as the hot tub was being lowered, it had some issues and it came detached from the crane and, sure enough, Big J, fell clipped a wall and then landed right on top of this poor bastard that was out there watching the hot tub being lowered into his backyard and that's it game set match he was done uh that's not something that you uh survive especially when you're not in your 70s you know what i mean you can't take a fall that bad so i mean the onlookers estimated it was about 50 to 60 feet in the air when it fell and then clipped part of the house and then fell right down on this poor bastard that was just kind of like hanging out watching things happen and just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when the hot tub snapped and that was that oh, damn bunch of neighbors were also out and tried to help the man but there was no help to be found that was it and so it's a, a reminder that you know what sometimes it's it's good to stay inside and make sure that everything's okay as opposed to being outside and super close to the action because I know you're familiar with Hot Tub Time Machine, but this is a Hot Tub Death Machine. You understand? Yes. This poor guy didn't stand a oh, chance. Man. But if you're going to go, don't know it's coming. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. It's debatable. I- I'm guessing that if it's 60 feet up in the air, it's a second or two before it lands on you. You probably had a thought like, hey, this isn't going to go well. Oh, game over. Uh, because, you know, that it was high enough to see, hey, does that thing snap? It sure did. Oh, oh no. Snap. That's it. Done. 
Uh, and of course, you know, hot tubs are fairly heavy, and when they're dropped from that high up, they're not sure anybody was going to be able to survive something like that, especially if it lands right on top of you, which is kind of like it was. Uh, of course, now the neighbors who were getting the hot tub installed feel awful. The company who was, you know, lowering the hot tub from the crane is entirely liable. So there's going to be lawsuits and all sorts of stuff that follows after this. This is just the beginning of the awful adventure. But uh, at the end of the day, some poor old man ended up getting killed because he just wanted to watch a hot tub get lowered into somebody's yard. So let this be a reminder, Big J. Mind your own damn business. Keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, even if it was on a swivel, I'm not sure you have the land speed to get out of the way at 70 years old of a falling object that's uh, pretty close above your head. But never hurts to not be in that situation. Keep that in mind. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Recapping week one of the morning after Fantasy Football League next on the x Rock. Hey. It's a Beastie Boys fight for your right to party here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Season number 15 has officially kicked off in the morning after Fantasy Football League. The longest running on-air Fantasy Football League in the history of radio. <laughs> 15 seasons is a long time. Yeah. I almost, I mean, I said it as a joke, but I bet you. There hasn't been a show that's been doing it as long as we have. Uh, but it is something that we are very passionate about. We've got very passionate people in the league this year, which makes it a lot of fun. And everybody wants to know, how did week one go for Radio's Big J? Oh, man, it went great. It went great. Though it started out a little rough because, you know, we uh, drafted on Wednesday night, uh, last Wednesday, and then the league started the next day. I drafted, uh, I think, with my second pick, or maybe it was my third pick, Gus Edwards running back for the Baltimore Ravens. And the next day, uh, poor guy, he, uh, he along with the rest of the Ravens running back, uh, tore his ACL. So I had to find a replacement. Luckily, I had uh, Leonard Fournette ready to go. I wasn't sure how he was going to be doing anyways, but turned out to be not a bad replacement for me. I happened to have Dak Prescott. Uh, he put on a hell of a show on uh, that uh, Thursday night, uh, getting me 27 points, almost 27 and a half points. Uh, Leonard Fournette got me almost 11 points. Nick Chubb, uh, he has got me uh, 22 points. Uh, then T. Higgins, one of the receivers I'd picked up, 15 points. CeeDee Lamb had a big night as well, so I got that connection between CeeDee Lamb and D Dak Prescott, uh, getting me 23 points. I uh, picked up Travis Kelsey. He was my first pick, I think. Uh, that turned out to be a good idea. 25 points there and uh, 10 points out of my flex receiver. Um, give me around uh, about 150 points almost. 148.22 points, Nick. Not a bad way to start out. Uh, and does that mean you won? Or I won, yes. I won. Yeah, going up against... Uh, uh, I, we, we, we've decided we, we really can't say this name. Uh, did we decide that? I don't know, man. I don't know uh, either. Yeah. Tease nuts things that you like to eat. Peanuts. Planters team. Uh, they scored 91 points. Uh, Tracy, uh, she had Aaron Rodgers. And so it may be a different ball game had uh, been a normal game for Aaron Rodgers. Only scoring one uh, one point. Well, you did win by like 60 points. So yeah, I think but you know, okay. uh, who knows? Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, she had Dalvin Cook on her team uh, scoring some points. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, was her high point getter with 26 points. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean I, I felt pretty good about that, that game and uh, probably be the best game all year for me. Congratulations. 1-0 and oh for, uh, the, what's the name of your team? Cobra Jays. There you go. Uh, and uh, for the return of Pickle Nick, it was a good performance as well, although I did win the award for highest scoring player on the bench. That's because uh, while I was on the fence about it, I decided not to start Jameis Winston against the Packers. That proved to be a little bit of a mistake as he put up 30 points on my bench after yeah, throwing some sort of award. five touchdowns. That's what I said uh, for having the highest scoring bench player uh, in the league this week with Jameis Winston on my bench. But I went with Baker Mayfield instead, instead who was serviceable. Didn't do great. Uh, only put up 13 points for me, but it was enough. Uh, Joe Mixon was the guy that carried my team and TJ Hawkinson, both of them with over 25 points for me. Uh, nice performance out of uh, Chris Godwin coming up on Thursday Night Football. Gave me 121 overall. I have some issues. Uh, my running backs didn't do that great. James Robinson and Harris, the rookie for Pittsburgh, didn't put up a performance, but he was going up against the dominating Buffalo defense. I knew that was going to be tough sledding, but it was enough to give me the win over the defending champion, 3 Peter Parker, 
Uh, well, I needed, I was a little bit worried going into Monday Night Football last night because I had a decent lead. I had like a 26 point lead, but I was going up against Lamar Jackson, his yeah. quarterback, and I was like, oh no, running and all sorts of stuff. But thank goodness it was a fairly pedestrian game for Lamar despite overtime. I knew when it went in overtime, because like, I mean, you needed a, a lot of luck for that game to go in overtime, and I'm like, I'm cursed. You know, he's going to rattle off like an 80 yard run. To score the game winner, and that's how right. this thing's going to end, and I'm going to lose in fantasy too. But uh, he ended up fumbling twice last night, which kept him in check, which was nice. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, Dell also had some issues in the receiving position. Allen Robinson for the Bears didn't do much. Uh, Jonu Smith didn't do much for him out of his tight end position. Uh, but he got good performances overall from, you know, Antonio Brown and even Lamar Jackson putting up 18 doesn't hurt. He'll be just fine. He has some, he has some guys on the bench that he didn't play that could have an opportunity to do some stuff for him over time like Corey Davis for the Jets and listen if there's one thing we know about Dell he's been in the league as long as it's been around he's always there uh, lurking around at the end of the season so I expect him to be the waiver wire person that he is and make some moves and be just fine but I get lucky and pick up the week one win 121 to 112 over three Peter Parker the uh, high score of the week was Tenacious D congratulations to Jim I mean that's a guy that uh, just basically had a nice little team up on Thursday Night Football as well just like you Big J except he had Tom Brady and Amari Cooper uh, Amari Cooper the high scorer of the week period with 39 points basically in this league and uh, that was enough to catapult him to victory didn't hurt that he got 30 points from Adam Thielen and 24 from Sterling Shepard plus the 27 from Tom Brady giving him 168 points overall and then Courtney who is a return player for us as well actually gets the uh, credit for uh, making a wide decision at quarterback with Kirk Cousins over Josh Allen and had a great game out of TJ Lockett but uh, just had some other wide receiver issues that she didn't see coming. Russell Gage really didn't catch anything for Atlanta and uh, Brandon Ayuk was a healthy scratch for the 49ers and then she got negative points out of her Packers defense so she didn't really stand a chance unfortunately. 168 to 89 the final score there. Congratulations to Jim for being the high scorer of the week. Uh, other high scores for the week was New Coming Baby which I believe is a reference to something you said at one point during the show last week instead of newborn baby you called it a new coming baby and so uh congratulations to wayne who put up 150 points uh 37 from tyree kill that's a pretty good outing uh also got uh you know uh, 24 points from uh swift the running back for the lions and 150 overall 113 for no punt intended high score out of him was the quarterback uh tj lawrence the rookie for jacksonville but it wasn't enough to put him in contention. Also got a nice performance out of good twin. Uh, Tanya improves to 1-0 over discount double check, 141 to 125. Discount double check had Kyler Murray and Chase Edmonds. He had used that Arizona connection plus Rob Gronkowski, but just not enough to overcome great performances from Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, and Waller last night on Monday Night Football for the Raiders to give uh, you know a 141 to 125 win for Tanya. Congratulations to her. And finally, Congratulations to every day I'm wrestling. Uh, Russell West Wilson's uh, led team for, uh, you know, uh, Melanie ended up giving her the victory as well. 27 points for Russell Wilson. A balanced attack from the running back position. Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor, 17 points apiece. Enough to overcome Patrick Mahomes. Great performance as well as Samuel's great performance for the 49ers uh, for the, the Dead Will Tell. The Dead Will Tell's got some issues, Big J. That was our first overall pick that went 49ers heavy. Not only uh, did he draft Raheem Mostert, Mostert, who's out for eight weeks now, who's injured again, but he also has uh, Jones for Tampa Bay, who got him negative points uh, on the running back position. So that's not great for him. He's got some depth, uh, you know, at wide receiver. He's got Williams for the uh, the Chargers, who had 22 points. He's got Williams for the Lions, who had 25 points. So he should be okay if he sets his lineup all right, but uh, there's a lot of 49ers on that team, Big J, and that could be the downfall for our friend Jeremy. We'll see what ends up happening. Either way, that is week one of the morning after Fantasy Football League. Who you got in week two? Uh, week two coming up here. Uh, I'm going up against uh, No Punt Intended. There you go. Uh, who I believe is 0 1. Is that correct? 
Yeah, they're Owen one. Uh, uh, soon to be Owen two. I've got Melanie uh, every day I'm wrestling, so it's a matchup of teams that went one and zero in the very first week. We'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, of course, you can follow along at NFL.com/league/NickAndBigJ if you want to check out all of our teams and all the action. You can follow along there as well. Uh, the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. The Advocates Injury Attorneys, you didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Eye contact. Something that happens just during normal conversations, Big J. It's what, what people do. But a new study finds that we need to keep things interesting. According to Dartmouth University, conversation is a creative act in which people build a shared story from independent voices and moments of eye contact seem to signal when we have achieved shared understanding and need to contribute an independent voice basically what they say is making and then periodically breaking eye contact actually keeps people more engaged in the conversation in general than if you're just in full on eye stare down lockdown mode which I suppose understand is understandable, right? Sure. Is it too uncomfortable or what? What's? Uh, well, they just say that you know sometimes if you're thinking of something or you're trying to come up with a response, breaking eye contact is something that happens also naturally. It's not necessarily always a tell that you're lying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But also, like if you've ever had a conversation with somebody that never breaks eye contact, it can be uncomfortable. I have a way to get them to break eye contact. What do you do? I lick my lips oh. really, really slow. And sensually. Oh, I don't like that. Like this. No, I'm not watching. I'm not making eye contact with you at all when you do that. See? No, but... That y- would work. I suppose. But then again, if I'm not making eye contact, am I technically breaking it? No, say, no, but in general. I mean, I've set the stage for you. That's correct. Now you have to uh, see if you can come over with that. I-, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's also not something that I think I'm totally aware of when it happens like i know that when i'm talking to somebody in a lot of ways i'll look at them but i don't know if i'm breaking eye contact a lot i certainly hope there's a couple people here that uh that i'll get into a conversation with and i'm like we're looking at each other too much in the eyes (laughs) and i don't know why this is happening yes because that that to me is uncomfortable more than somebody that doesn't look at me that much is somebody that is just locked in on me and i'm like do i have something in my face that that person can't stop looking at What's happening? Yeah, and it's like I, I feel like they're judging me, and yeah, you well, know. they probably are. Yeah, they're our boss. Uh, you know, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> defeated the Baltimore Ravens 33-27 in overtime last night in Vegas in Monday Night Football. It was a fun game to watch, at least towards the end. First half was a little bit on the yawner side, but it got interesting towards the end. Lamar Jackson, a couple of key fumbles in the game, uh, including one that basically gave the Raiders the victory. Uh, but the Raiders tried to give it away themselves in overtime last night as it looked like they had a game winner to Brian Edwards and then that ended up being down to the one-yard line and then the Raiders pulled the Raiders and just went backwards and then Derek Carr threw it intercept. I mean, it was a weird-ass game. Uh, USC head football is going in a different direction. They fired head coach Clay Helton yesterday, two games into his seventh season as the head coach. He was dismissed two days after a 42-28 loss to Stanford. And so now they are going through a bunch of different titles and names to try to find the next head coach of USC. And I suppose this is a testament to where USC football uh, has been the last couple of years. I could not tell you who the head coach of USC football was uh, up until yesterday, let alone that he had been there for the last seven years. Seven years? It's been seven years? Seven years. Assistant head coach Dante Williams is taking over for the rest of the season, so we'll see what ends up happening outside of that. But, yeah, I didn't know Clay Hilton was there for that long. Well, it looks like somebody's excited about the Robert Pattinson version of the Batman, and that would be HBO Max because they have decided they would like to develop a series about the Penguin character that Colin Farrell will be playing in the movie. He is one of the many villains that's in the upcoming movie, uh, The Batman. Uh, Apparently, he has been approached to star in the TV series, but a deal is not in place. So HBO Max wants to work that out before they figure out if they're going to give this thing a green light. Uh, The movie is going to hit theaters in March, but apparently people that have seen a rough cut of it already say that Colin Farrell steals the show as the Penguin, so we'll see what ends up happening. And maybe there will be further adventures of 
the Penguin in this particular world on HBO Max, who's already kind of in the further adventures of superhero and supervillain world with Peacemaker coming out in the new year as well, which is a follow-up to the Suicide Squad. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yep, and uh, we uh, get you set up here with some metal, man. Gojira is coming to the Rev Center October 8th, and uh, we got a pair of tickets here with your name on it. Alien Weaponry is opening up. It's going to be an awesome show. You just need to beat me in pop culture smackdown to get your hands on these tickets. Our telephone number is as follows, 208-287-1003. It's a number you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown this morning. Still going to have to know a little bit about the world of television in order to pull off this victory today. Uh, both you and Big J are going to have to know a little bit about TV. I say to you, good luck, Big J. Hey, thanks, man. Hello, The X. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Uh, Ryan. All right, Ryan, you're up first. What is the name of Jerry's eccentric neighbor from across the hall on the TV sitcom Seinfeld? That is absolutely correct. Right. Big J, what is the name of the fast food chain cover restaurant owned by Gus Fring in the TV series Breaking Bad? Um, We visited this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we visited this place, and I have not watched the entire series. Uh, I'm just going to go up. Polo Loco? Wrong. No, that's an actual restaurant. El, well, El po- okay, yeah. Uh, no, but it's kind of, uh, there are Poyos in the, uh, in the title. Does that help? I can't imagine it would. No. Uh, you have a picture of yourself out front of it. Yeah. I know that. Well, uh, can I access that and get the answer? Uh, sure. I'll take your time. Whenever you're ready. Uh, congratulations, my man. Is. You got yourself all set up. <laughs> with, yes. With tickets to go check out Gojira. Wait, at, what's the name of it? Uh, it is called Los Poyos Hermanos. Right. Ah, the Chicken Brothers. The Chicken Brothers. Translated into English. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up to check out Gojira on October the 8th at the Rev Center. Please hold on tight. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set and good to go. Uh, there's your pop culture smackdown. You ever been to El Pollo Loco, a real restaurant? Yeah, of course. Uh, did you enjoy it? No. Why not? I didn't think it was that great. Uh, I, you know, and th- to be fair, in Albuquerque, Los Pollos Hermanos, the where they have the actual set of the restaurant, that's a real restaurant in Albuquerque that you can eat at as well. We just went through and we didn't eat there. We just kind of took a bunch yeah. of pictures as we were doing the Breaking Bad tour as part of the Rock on the Range road trip. But uh, there was a lot of cool things to be seen. Yeah, it looked uh, like you might get sick eating there. Uh, so. That's not fair to say. Also not very nice. It's an actual business. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We've got your headlines. It's next on the x Rock. Hey. For headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Coors Banquet and Coors Light. They want to help those who protect our West by donating a portion of all case sales to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. So look for the X of participating retailers as we help protect our West by giving you the chance to win a party for up to 20 people at Section 37 Axe Room. Stock that thing up with Coors and authentic Protect Our West Wildland Firefighter Pulaski Axe as well. Keep listening for more details on how you can win that. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Inappropriate. Gotta get comfy, and, well, that's weird. Gotta get comfy. Bears like cozy spots too, Big J. Not to tell you that. But a man from Steamboat Springs, Colorado, says he put a couch out on his back deck so that, you know, he could lounge out there, man. Take a look at what was going on in the forest. But now... It's completely unusable because a local bear has adopted it as its nightly hangout spot. It's where it goes to sleep now. Chris Ward said he put the couch out in the spring and soon found it was hosting the bear. And the animal has been absolutely shredding it and also sleeping on it every single night. Ward said the couch is so so shredded that it's no longer usable. But he's going to leave it out because the bears will go into hibernation for the winter. And then he thinks, you know, it's probably a little bit safer for him than remove the actual couch because he doesn't know how the bear's going to react when the couch isn't there anymore yeah because right now it's the bear necessities <laughs> just the bear necessities he's also been careful to keep his property free of garbage or food would you like to make a shirley manson reference no inappropriate or well that's weird well that's weird a truly bizarre scene unfolded in northern england 
when people driving by a cemetery noticed that there was a dun, a dun, a nun dancing with a human skeleton. A passerby captured the strange scene on camera. The woman is wearing a white habit and dancing with what appears to be a model human skeleton. She also had what looked to be like a dog skeleton. One witness said she was definitely dancing with the human skeleton, clearly attracting a lot of attention. People were stopping to watch and cars were looking. The old 19th century cemetery has been used since 1972, which is why it was especially strange to see somebody there. Some like old local residents feel like it was some sort of, you know, social media stunt or performing art project, which is probably exactly what it was, but you can certainly understand why people would be weirded out to see a nun dancing with a human skeleton with a dog skeleton right next to her in a cemetery, right? Yeah, that's that's creepy, just yeah. like it's the title. I believe it's something that they probably were going for and mission accomplished. It would probably make me look... Is that, is that a nun? Is she dancing with the skeleton? Wait, is that, is that a dog skeleton? What is happening? Is today Tuesday? Let's wrap it up with inappropriate. Uh, we are lucky here in the state of Idaho. There's not a lot of tolls that you have to deal with on the roadways. But that's not the way it is in the Florida Highway Patrol System. There's a ton of tolls that have to take you from one place to another. And so you're always stopping. But... Uh, Mark Filia got himself in trouble because, you know, you usually pay tolls with like a fast pass or you throw somebody some cash or some coins into the toll booth. But one thing you definitely don't do when you're driving through a toll booth is expose your junk to toll collectors. But apparently that's what Mark was doing to various toll collectors over the span of a week. Apparently they have seven separate instances of Mark stopping at a toll booth and just showing whoever's at the toll booth is junk. Like, that's not how you pay the toll. I don't know. Does that mean, like, they just let him go? Does that, Is that what was going on? That had to be what it was. Like, hey, man, yeah. I, I just go. I don't want to deal with this right now. That was his uh, getting getting free toll move. His multi-pass. He decided he was going to go, hey, this worked once. I mean, Maybe if I show my junk a bunch, people will just let me go without paying. Is he new to tolls? Because they're going to track down your license plate, <laughs> pal. Yeah, well, listen, I'm suspecting that if that's your reaction to anything, you're not the sharpest, you know, tool in the shed. And you've got some stuff going on, and he probably doesn't realize that he can be traced. Got some stuff going on. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Uh, he faces multiple charges of indecent exposure because you can't just go around showing people your junk. We keep telling you this all the time, everybody. But for some reason, the people of Florida just don't get it. They just don't get it. That is not how you pay a toll. Certainly not the troll toll. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's you that right here. your headlines. You're up to date on everything. That is Bear Tooth. Their latest, The Past is Dead, here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Big J, you say strange things are afoot. Well, it's always, you know, that deal where <clears throat> uh, science will finally catch up with science fiction, Nick. And UFO hunter uh, Ben Lamb and Harvard scientist named George, Dr. George Church, they partnered up to, to bring back the woolly mammoth from the dead. Finally. Their company, Colossal, has raised millions of dollars and expected to achieve their goal within the next six years uh, by bringing back dinosaurs using old DNA. Right? So it's like Jurassic so Park. They've been looking for, uh, in, in Siberia in particular, um, frozen you know woolly mammoths in particular because they were there was a great many of them in that area um frozen and thus having the dna being still viable so and, they're looking for a full frozen woolly uh, mammoth? i don't know if they needed a full one i've seen several different shows uh you know kind of like charting this thing and and i think uh it was some point last year that they finally found one okay so, yeah, that's what they want to do. They want to try to use the DNA to bring back a woolly mammoth. I guess the question then becomes, okay, then what? Well, how about this? Should we? No, 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 probably not. If the, the, the science fiction and science that these gentlemen have followed uh, will teach us anything, it's that when we do stuff like this, usually doesn't turn out too well. I mean, granted, it's usually based in a world of fiction, but still, I'm not sure what the end game is, I guess. Let's follow logic here for a second. Uh, and I, by that, I mean the logic of uh, science fiction and just how these things work. So, you know, somebody a long time ago, before the technology really existed, came up with an idea, and then uh, technology meets that idea down the road somewhere. 
Don't you think that we would also say, have some similar issues that that would have played out in the science fiction? You would think, but uh, apparently they know more than us. And so that much is a given usually, but I just don't see what the purpose of it would be, let alone spending millions of dollars and countless hours in chasing this down. I mean, I understand where, you know, the possibility of other things could come into play, but why they focused on particularly woolly mammoths, why? Well, that, that's because of the, the DNA situation. Okay, what does that mean? Like I just laid out a few minutes, uh, like a few moments ago, that they've been looking for, you know, DNA that's stable enough to be able to do this with. They've discovered that the woolly mammoth is the best one to do that with because they're still frozen. They're not just bones. Okay, so it was it was based on that. It wasn't they're like, stuff. hey, let's do a woolly mammoth. It was that's what's available. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a little bit of sense, but also, I mean, I just don't understand what you do with it if if you're successful. Well, you put it in a zoo. <laughs> right. I mean, but if you then build again, a, you build an amusement park around. It. I, that's what I'm saying. If 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 the idea is a Jurassic Park situation, not great plan, and not a great use of resources in order to do that. Also, I mean, are people that into woolly mammoths that they would want to go out of their way to see one? I don't know. It's my understanding that a woolly mammoth is just a hairy elephant. I kind of got an idea of what they look like. I think I'm good. Does that make sense? Yeah. But uh, you know what? That's what science wants to take them. You let me know when you got, uh, you know, Tyrannosaurus rexes out there. Now we're talking. Now I'll happily get eaten by one of those. But not uh, run over by woolly mammoth. No, thank you. No, thank you as well. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We have got your bad impressions. Those are next on the X Rock. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Oh. Uh, yeah, we've got a nice little prize here for you Papa Murphy's Boise Meal Deal. We'll get that to you. It includes uh, a, a large pepperoni pizza. We got some. Dessert for you, some some breadsticks, and uh, two liter soda of your choosing. You just need to figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Bad impressions works like this. Three clues revolving around a celebrity. Sometimes you need all three, sometimes you don't. If you get it right, you've got some food coming your way on us. You're welcome. But we'll see what you can do here with bad impressions. Hello, the X. Hi. Good morning, man. What's your name? Connor. All right, Connor. Good luck. I'm generally the go-to guy for pop culture expertise in the celebrity world, especially. Uh, next one. I can't wait to show everyone my movie, Clerks 3. Uh, Silent Bob? Is it Silent Bob? It's the guy that plays Silent Bob. Sounds like you're going to need more than that, Connor. Here's clue number three. This won't help. A couple years ago, I had a massive heart attack before a stand-up gig. Luckily, I was high. At least that's what the doc said. Um. Connor. 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 <laughs> and car. And car. What do you got, my man? I don't got it. All right, brother. Well, thank you for trying. We appreciate it. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Did you hear Big J's clues? I did. And the answer is? Kevin Smith. There you go. 100% correct. Well done. Hang on one yes. second. We'll get some Papa Murphy's coming your way. Well done, sir. Why is Kevin Smith in the news? Well, he's got a book coming out, Nick. Holy Jesus. It's called Kevin Smith's Secret Stash, The Definitive Visual History. <laughs> and uh, there's plenty in there about his career with Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob reboot but also about Cop Out and the relationship with uh, how things went with Bruce Willis. Quote, Cop Out could have been a great experience if it were not for the fact I met True Darkness in Bruce Willis. Is this just a written-down version of all the Night with I, Kevin Smith yes, stuff? Yes, I, I, I think okay. so, probably. Okay. But uh, he says, I love making movies, and he does not <laughs> at all. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I am a Kevin Smith fan. I loved those uh, stories that he would tell, like the Bruce Will the Bruce Willis stuff is is fantastic. The story of him working or not working with Prince is fantastic. The story of him uh, getting uh, paid to write a, a Superman movie script, which by the way still 
is one of my favorite movie scripts I have ever read. It's still out there on the internet somewhere. Kevin Smith's version of Superman, which was supposed to be what happened before Brian Singer took over with Brandon Routh as Superman when they brought him back. It was supposed to be like his return. It was called Superman Returns, as a matter of fact. And it was fantastic. But, of course, not good enough to get made. And so, uh, and, and he and Tim Burton, it was the one that Nick Cage was supposed to be in. Yeah. And then Tim Burton got involved and hated Kevin Smith's script and then decided he wanted to make his own. And then that never got made either. But it was when Superman was going through a whole bunch of crap either way before they decided to turn it into a franchise again. But I love this stuff. It also just seems like a lot of rehash stories to me. Yes. I don't know. This book. I haven't read it. Uh, but you are familiar with the cop-out story, right? Have you yeah. seen the clip that Kevin Smith did oh, about yeah. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's uh, that's true. Bruce Willis seems like he's a real pain in the ass. Uh, but that doesn't make Die Hard a bad movie, Big J. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Right. No, yeah. And so that's what matters. Uh, I, I believe it, however, that Bruce, Mil- Bruce Willis is probably very difficult to work with. Agree or disagree? Agreed. Uh, and Just so, like me. You ain't kidding. Uh, you and Bruce Willis have something in common. How about we say congratulations, sir. Enjoy that Papa Murphy's. We're going to wrap up the show here next on the x Rocks. <laughs> Volbeat, wait a minute, my girl. This is how we're wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. We had a chance to recap the morning after Fantasy Football League tonight. Uh, we had a chance to tell you that both of us are 1-0 after week number one. A rare occurrence, but we'll certainly take that. And congratulations to all the winners, even to all the losers in week one of the morning at Fantasy Football League. Lots of football left. Who knows when we will start to uh, our, our inevitable tailspin down. Uh, no, no. Uh, we meet on year 15 in the Super Bowl. We're going to see what happens. It could very well be the final year where it's Nick versus Big Wait, J in the, the Super final Bowl. year? Yeah, the final, the, final, the final of the year, I should say. Oh, okay. Uh, of Nick versus Big J. Uh, but, of course, we also wanted to remind you that uh, it's not a great idea to look at things being lifted up high over your head because you never know when they might snap and fall on you and kill you like a gentleman over in the UK with a hot tub. Not a great way to go, that is for sure. But that does leave you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, we got to give away this deluxe box set. Fire when ready, sir. All right, here we go. Oh, I didn't want to turn on the sound effects, huh? Oh, no. No. All right, we got our winner, Mark. Mark! Mark T. All of that. Congratulations, Mark. You got that. What does it include again? Tell everybody. Uh, it includes, oh man, it's. Uh, I think there's four LP vinyls, 180 gram. Uh, all kinds of picture sets. I mean, the thing's loaded. I don't I don't have all these stuff on the top of my mind. But Either way, awesome. uh, if you were one of the qualifiers, thank you very much for listening. We're still waiting. With production delays is still the official excuse. That I, don't, I don't know uh, what the reasoning is, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to be here until... Whenever they're here. Yeah, whenever it's uh, So congratulations to Mark. Enjoy the uh, deluxe set whenever we get it. We will pass it on to you, that's for sure. And everybody else that wants Metallica stuff from us, whenever we get it, we'll also pass it on to you. Uh, sorry for the delay. We're working as best that we can with our Metallica contacts to get this stuff to you as fast as it gets to us. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. The one you hear about on the X all the time, check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. How about we say Jason Drew's coming in next. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the 